want to do the actual um, <laughs> the actual uh, random intro now. Yeah. Wait. What do I? Am I doing this? Am I doing the? Uh... Oh no, no. You know how we always usually start on us just randomly talking about something. I'd rather it not be Tim Cook and Steve Jobs. <laughs> no. All right. No. It's fine. All right. Hold on a second. Me, okay. I found something Ready? really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I've got something too. Okay, go ahead. You first. So there I was in the Target, right? Walking through the store looking for toys. And then this guy just like, he's like standing there looking at the Beyblades. And how old? Too old for Beyblades. Okay. <laughs> like, so so older, older than 15. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like maybe my age. Okay. 30s. Maybe <laughs> a little younger. Okay. okay. Too old for Beyblades. <laughs> And uh, so I walk by and it's just me and him. And I just, as I walk by, I hear him say, man, this new one really looks like it can kick. Like at first I was just like thinking like, oh, he can't be talking to me. And then I kept walking. But then the, the further I walked away, the more I realized like, no, there was, there was literally no one else in that aisle. And he didn't have <laughs> he like talk- an earpiece or anything. Like, uh, like I didn't think was- so. Okay. He was, he was talking to me and I started to feel bad. <sighs> Cause I was like, here's this dude. Like he's around my age. Clearly he was just like, he was reaching out for, he his was connection. reaching out to a, for a human connection. And I literally just ignored him and kept walking. Like what a horrible person I am. And so I turn, I turn around and like, I pop my head in the aisle and I go, Hey man, were you talking to me about the Beyblades? Cause I, I, I didn't know that. That's why I kept walking. And he was like, Oh yeah, I think this new one just looks really cool. And I was like, "Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really know too much about Beyblades. Do you play?" And then that was like, "Oh no. Listen, I have I'm I'm a pretty nice guy, but mm-hmm. sometimes I have limits to how nice I want to be, and we definitely surpassed my limits of how much I wanted to talk to a stranger, a lonely stranger about Beyblades <laughs> cuz he he like went off for like 10 minutes about the different Beyblades, oh, and and I was You're like, I was hostage, like, huh? it was it was awkward for me. He was not feeling awkward at all. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if he actually was a lonely soul. I think maybe he just didn't have social skills. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But like, um, uh, at first I was like trying to engage and ask questions. I'd be like, oh yeah, so do you play a lot? And it was just like, no, I don't really have many people to play with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. just like. As as thirty year old Beyblade players, yeah, having so, finding so, other uh, communities, it was like such a roller coaster of emotions because I was like feeling bad that I ignored this dude, then feeling good that I was like trying to make a human connection with someone, yeah, then feeling bad that like I was like uh, this guy was actually like maybe a, a little lonely, empathetic, and like feeling bad for him, right. Then to like, okay, no, like I really need to leave now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it was like a huge roller coaster. I think I think you did the right thing. Yeah, well, of course you. If people are reaching out for human contact, like that means they need a hu- human contact. The least you can do is talk to them for ten minutes about Beyblades. <laughs> like that's the very least. So, but uh, yeah, that was my uh, that was my target experience. Nice. Mm-hmm. That was a good story. I don't even really want to tell you what I had. <laughs> It was probably something soulless and heartless. And I was just going to tell you about the Beyblades that I just recently got, <laughs> but I don't feel like uh, it's appropriate now. So, so there I was looking at the Beyblades, yeah. and I said, "Man, this one looks this like one it really, really kicks." Kick. 
And this dude just walked by and ignored me. And I was going to follow him home to his house, but then he came back and he talked to me, so I didn't. I'm sorry that happened, but that, I like the idea. But they got to make something that looks a little less childish if I'm going to be 30 and play them. You know what I mean? I think we need some grown-up Beyblades. Like Dude, with I- real blades. <laughs> oh, so. That'd be cool. <laughs> See, <laughs> doesn't it change your perspective? Yeah, like little miniature robots that fight. Yeah, uh, bi- battle bots, bro. Yeah, that would be great. I've, I Did Andrew had- ever tell you his story about Beyblades? <laughs> uh, no, I feel like he said something about getting into it because his son was getting into it. Yes. And then yeah. he started. <laughs> his son. What do you got? Uh, our friend Andrew, he has two sons. One of them is babe, appropriate babe, right age, Eight, not 30. Seven at the time, probably <laughs> <Yeah>. six. <laughs> and he six was getting eight. real into Beyblades and uh, <laughs> was talking a lot of trash. And that's what Andrew does with his family. Oh. He just talks trash, he's yeah. always the best. And his son was uh, doubting that he was the best at Beyblades and beat him a couple times. So uh, Andrew went online and looked up. He did research on the best Beyblade there was, imported it from Japan just to beat his son at Beyblades. (laughs) He he net decked the best Beyblade. Yeah. So Import, did he win? He literally imported it from Japan. Yeah, he won. It was apparently the best one. But can you can you text him while we're doing this uh, right now, and then see if he answers while we're still recording to find out how much he spent on that Beyblade? <laughs> yes. I need to know. I need to know how much that was. Um, and then also a link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're thinking of getting into it. I don't know. Uh, we need to start the show, and then we get back into it. Uh, this is Play With the Podcast, a uh, podcast where we talk toys, board games, and lots of other things we should about grown, like Beyblades. Um, my name is Carl, and with me, as always, is Noah. Say hi, Noah. Hey, what's up, guys? There we go. All right, now that we've started it, um, we're, you know, we're, we can be found on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify. We have an email. Maybe I'll get this one right, mail at playwithitpodcast.com. If you have any good Beyblade stories, or <laughs> have you attached actual blades to your Beyblade? Um, do you have, have, you, have tech decks? Because those are still okay for to be 30 years old and play with. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw a Vice video about that. Oh, really? um, do you ever play Beyblades where it's B-A-E? just you make your girlfriend spin around and knock into each other? <laughs> there you go. While listening to Beyonce, so that's just like Fight Club with your girlfriends uh, yeah, fighting each other. Beyblades, you, Beyblades. You, you tie knives to their hands and make them spin oh, around. Oh, Beyblades! I thought you were talking about Beyblades. The top. <laughs> this is why I was confused. Uh, guys, um, if you are into those and and they're really cool, that's totally fine. We're just talking smack. Let us know how to get into them. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> like we, as you may know from now, if you've listened to a few other podcasts, we will take a giant dump on something and then and then get into it. So uh, don't mind. I don't think us. we dumped on it. It was more like that is definitely skewed towards a younger demographic. For it's sure. Okay, if you're older and you yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. like I don't know uh, anything. To- about I was it. in the yo-yos big time and. Uh, kind of a subculture to that was like um, tops, like a lot of the yo-yo magazines and shit would have tops in there, and I wanted Wait, to get into you it. Su- you like Duncan made to yo-yo magazines. No, 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 no. no. There are catalogs. I should back oh. up yo-yo catalogs. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's better. Now, how I'm many just... freaking yo-yos do you need to own? They all do the same thing. Would you like to know how many I have? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, 
<laughs> they're look, he's looking Hold around on. his Hold room on, right now because they're oh, scattered They're about. right here. No, they're right here. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, my gosh. Good. You have special yo-yo cases. Okay. This is <laughs> not okay. This is quite the uh, tangent we've gone on. All right. I'm going to find out because I don't know. What are those cool holographic stickers? Uh, hold on. Are those one, yos? Two. Do you call them yos ever? No, like, no. Yo, no. Hey guys, you want to go play some yo? You want a yo? I don't think so. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. So five in one case. Oh my gosh, show them to me. Okay, well, um, I'll Just show you the really hold, cool ones in a second. Hold up the case. Yeah, um, hold on. I have a lot on my desktop here. Okay, now I can see what I can see. Let's see you and everything. Okay, so that's what I say. Five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> I have twelve yo-yos. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so... When's the last time you bought a yo-yo? Uh, years ago. Uh-huh. Five. Okay. Not, I mean, it should have oh been. Oh my 20. gosh, we were friends at the time. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. My most recent one uh, for a few years ago. So this is a, this is um, Tom Kuhn. I can't believe we're doing this. Um, uh, made a bunch of really cool yo-yos. And this is a wooden Kuhn. one that had like a transaxle. So that means you could like take it apart. You could like change it, but it's it's all wood. It's a no jive three in one. You could actually take it apart and then flip it out so that it'll be like a a butterfly. So like this is like a butterfly, right? And then mm-hmm. this is like mm-hmm. an imperial shape. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're gonna make this really quick or cut some of this out. Um, <laughs> there's a lot about this, but uh, I never really so. I'm just gonna okay. So we're we're gonna. You're not showing me the case. There must be something really. No no no. Here you go. Here you go. The yo-yos are more interesting. So these are just right. yo-yo brands. Well, you, have, you have legit holographic yo-yos. Yeah. You have stickers of yo-yos on your yo-yo case. They're brand they're brands. Okay. Here's here's let me let me just give you a little bit of How did I not know about this? I thought I knew everything this about you, is, just like so my great. wife. But you this just keep, so great. you just keep surprising me like she does. All right. Back in like 98, 99, um, I was a young buck in uh elementary school and there was like a yo-yo craze kind of going on yep i was i, I had yo-yos back yeah then. so um like we went and got like some nice legit ones and like learning a bunch of tricks and like um i wasn't super good at it but i could do all the basics like the walk the dog around the world you know um whatever yeah all the cool yo's stuff so but but that was literally so i got into it up until maybe 2000 and then you know i i dropped it and was kind of done and that's fine but what happened, and then this is when I had the yo-yo catalogs, and I'm looking through it, and I'm like, you know. Oh, check out that one. Yeah, dude. And the one it's that I always wanted was axle. by Tom, yeah, it was by Tom Kuhn, and it was one that could sleep for like over a minute. And it was called the SB2, and it was made of titanium. And at the time, that was like, you can't, like no one had this. It was a $100 yo-yo. I never had it. Still haven't owned one. But that was like, it sleeps for over a minute, and you could do all kinds of tricks with that. And that was like, it had the ball bearing in it. So it would keep spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was like the beginning of what they call um, response. So that was responsive play where you throw it down. And then when you pull back up, it comes into your hand, but now they have unresponsive play where you're just doing a bunch of string tricks for like minutes and doing all these crazy things. And it will not come back to your hand. You have to do a special move called a bind to have it come back up. Boring. All right. all right, so I digress. But anyway, um, I that all happened when I wasn't in it to it anymore, and then I somehow. Well, then how the hell do you know every single thing? 
You've never stopped being into it. You're a self-hating yo-yo lover. Clearly. Uh, the, the tricks are always been really cool, and I wanted to kind of like learn how to do unresponsive play. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, but anyway, Beyblades. Um, unresponsive play is just the, another uh, another term for necrophilia, just so you know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus <circles>. Christ. <laughs> they get worse the more I thought about it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we gotta we gotta move on to something important. This is this is you we're look 13. so shameful. I wish everyone could see his face right now, Carl's face right now. He looks so full of shame. This was not planned, Noah. I was not supposed to be revealing this on a podcast, uh, but it came Dude, up. Embrace it. Embrace I mean, it. I'm you're, not. You're a yo bro. Get like it's cool. All right, now I have to become the best just so that I can like dunk on you with really sweet face. Oh yeah, Noah, look. Look at this trick. Look at this trick. Dude, you might as well love Legos. Uh, yeah. That's a good callback. <sighs> so that wasn't meant we weren't so guys, if you're into yo-yos, tell us uh so we can No, stay Noah away. <laughs> stay away. There's this is a no yo bro zone. <sighs> All right. We're gonna have to decompress here. Let's uh let's let's switch it into a different gear. Let's let's just calm down. Oh, by the way, I got I got the text back from Andrew. He spent $25 on $25. I wonder how is, much a regular Beyblade goes for. I don't know. Aren't they like eight bucks? It, maybe. Is 25 a, bucks. 25 bucks is a lot of money to spend just to spite your son. Either I, way. I think that's money well spent in his book. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he thought it was money well spent. Ask him if he's into yo-yos. <laughs> we should just have him on the podcast. We should. Um, is there a cartoon for Beyblades? Uh, I believe so. Was it like one of those like Digimon joints? Uh, don't. Well, first of all, don't you dare sully Digimon by putting it in so, the same category as Beyblades. Well, you know, uh, there's always like a. Anime you could have said, "Isn't that one of those Pokemon joints?" I got dude. I mean, this one, Speedstorm. Look at this. Supercharge your clash with Speedstorm tops. So you and like construct it, right? You, no, well, there are tops. Beyblades. No, are I think you shoot it and then it spins. Like, they but it's have a top. A it's a top, and you put it. You got a little arena, and then you got a little zip line thing that you like. You can't see it, but you like you pull it, and then it spins. All right, whatever. Cool, man. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, well, considering a lot of these, I'm seeing are like six six bucks. Yeah, that's, that's high. a pretty big investment. <laughs> how, I wonder how much was uh, shipping. I don't know. Yeah. All right. We'll save we'll, that mystery for when he comes on the podcast. We'll have him. We have to. We could call him. <laughs> we could. You know he's just watching. Uh, let me see if I can find the cord. I'm sure I'll do it. At the, yeah. I'll do it at the end. Um, I'm sure and he's then, just drinking beers with his pants we, off. We, we still haven't talked about anything we meant to talk about. Yeah, that's okay. This got really good. None of got, it was that important. No, it was mostly just magic. <sighs> what a segue! Good job. <laughs> So, Magic the Gathering, guys, that's a, this really cool new hot uh, card game uh, that just recently came out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. t- stupid freaking Siri, man. She's the worst. I accidentally texted Andrew, are you into yo-ups? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I don't even know what that is. Wow, this is riveting content. Anyway, back to Magic the Gathering. Oh, I found the cord. Okay, so um, it's obviously been around since 1993. I've been in and out of the game a lot as a kid and as an adult. Played a good amount uh, against friends, 
when I was in my twenties and uh, around when Lorwyn was a set that they had, and you know, Time Spiral. Now we have Time Spiral Remastered, which you no one can get a hold of. But yeah, it's a really cool TCG trading card game. And what I reason I'm bringing it up is they're starting to expand into using other IP outside of the Magic: The Gathering world. Which, if you don't know, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. And Wizards of the Coast owns Dungeons and Dragons as well as Magic the Gathering. And they have uh, started to branch out to do like IP outside. Like they did this like limited run of the Walking Dead cards that everybody got really upset about because there was no other way to get it other than through this small batch order um, process that they had. And then it was gone forever. And people are worried that what if those were really competitive cards? There's no other way to get those cards, and you're setting a really scary precedent. So after everybody got kind of upset about that, Magic decided to, or Wizards decided to double down and (laughs) go ahead and bring other IPs. They're actually calling it Universes Beyond, where they can use, under that umbrella, release card sets and other products that they're outside the the Hasbro Wizards um, product line. So for instance... They're going to do Lord of the Rings. Um, they're going to have a, a, a whole expansion uh, for Lord of the Rings. And they also announced um, 40K so from Games Workshop having their own commander decks, which is, uh, if you don't know, commander is one of the um, formats that is a multiplayer format um, that I enjoy. That's one of my favorites to play. Uh, 100-card decks. Each card is unique. You have what they call a commander you bring out and um, your deck is kind of revolved around that card and its functionality. So you basically have your commander and a deck of cards that complement that commander to have a particular strategy. Reason I'm bringing it up is not only do I like magic, but we like tabletop gaming. We talk about Mm -hmm. board games Um, and Noah specifically is uh, he's the one that got me uh, interested in like 40 K lore and um, a lot of the Games Workshop stuff. And uh, this is something that caught your eye. I had seen it, and then you had texted me like, hey, do you know about these 40K decks? How do I get them? Are they already out? What's the deal? Yeah. And and, and, and you're also not someone that's into trading card games. We've no, dabbled back it. in the day. Yep, you so do I have a gambling it. problem, and I think it's very uh, <laughs> evil and manipulative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's hot takes. I don't I have a gambling problem. I, I do have a trading uh, card uh, those uh, you're worried collectible about trading card game problem. Yeah, I, get I know it. it'll spiral out of control. I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah. So what? Uh, what can you tell me about what your interest in that? I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I I love the idea of not having to chase cards. Like you just get a deck and can play a cool game. Uh, it's another way to enjoy 40k. I think. Yeah. You know, every card is going to have a piece of art. I don't. I don't know if they've announced if it's just going to be like reused art from from like games workshop or if they're going to be like new oh, pieces of art. Sure. Uh, either way I'm down. Um, and that it's just a self-contained, like really it's just a self-contained new games workshop game. You can look at it that way where like you can just yeah. buy these pre-made decks and play and you don't even have to give two flips about the rest of magic. So I think this is great. I, I have first started talking about getting into magic again when they did the Godzilla set. They were right. not Godzilla set. They were talked about the Godzilla cards. Right. I thought it was going to be a whole set of like just Godzilla. Like the 40K set is just going to be 40K, but it was it was just a few random cards smattered into a different set. So I didn't get into it. But 
Uh, I've been looking for something like this just to like have a, a game to play that a lot of people know, but uh, is a little more self-contained. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. That's one of the things that it can become quite the rabbit hole with, you know, Magic the Gathering. I enjoy being able to kind of have like, well, if so let's say they come out with like four to six commander decks. They're all pre-constructed. You know what's in each um, deck and you can play, use them to play against each other. And if you want some variety, you usually you play with two people. You could play up to, you know, I think four or even six. I feel like I heard you could play up to six. I've never done it. I've done four. It's kind of a magic number. I enjoy the format already, but having the pre-constructed decks already kind of ready to go. And then I even, every year they release a set of like four or five decks for Commander. And they're usually actually pretty good. I know in the past, a lot of like pre-constructed decks, it's like, well, this is just a bunch of junk. Um, and we're not talking necessarily value. We're just talking about gameplay. Value is a whole nother ball of wax. But the commander decks are generally, with a few exceptions, really good and and work really well. So the, getting a couple of these to play against each other is self-contained. You don't, you don't have to worry about anything. The art is always usually really good on magic cards anyway. So I, I that's a good question. I, I didn't even think about what art they're going to even use. They have not announced anything that I know of. Uh, Games Workshop had their own CCG, like 40K CCG for a while, that's and true. they paid like a studio to do all the art. I wouldn't be surprised if it was all new art. Um, yeah. That can go either way. Everyone knows I'm an art snob. I did not like the art in the Games Workshop CCG they had right. for a while. Um, so hopefully they don't do whack shit like that (laughs) well i mean you know wizards has had uh, a long list of really great artists and you know since they also own dungeons and dragons also has excellent art so i'd imagine that they will have something new created and well a lot of those artists also worked oh yeah historically the artists were very much traded between games workshop dungeons and dragons magic when they were like separate entities right yeah absolutely My boy Wayne England, he's done art up and down all of those companies. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So it's hotly debated whether this whole universe is beyond is a good idea. Um, They're grandfathering in the Walking Dead uh, secret layer cards that I talked about. It was like a set of four or five cards that were based around actual characters from the Walking Dead. Like I said, people were really upset about um, the precedent they were setting and it's grandfathered in, so it's part of this. So what could happen is the 40k commander decks become they have cards in there that you have to have to play competitively and then they don't make them again. So if they're actual unique cards that's an issue, but if they're just reskins like it's a card that they've already had in the set but they just decided to, you know, same name but they have some Warhammer themed art on it and it fits the vibe of the deck, then, you know, you can always get a non 40k version of that card because they've been reprinting it and you're good to go. So that's kind of the real sticking point. And uh, this is new, guys. We don't know if this is a good idea or not, but um, I'm, I'm excited for the 40K. I'm excited for the Lord of the Rings. I think they had that Middle Earth card game that I I remember as a kid. I bought a few decks more recently to see if I can figure out how to play it. That was really well liked. Um, I think some people still kind of play it underground, but it's like a super dead like 90s TCG. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of bringing that kind of vibe to... It fits with magic too. Like 40K, I don't know. They've done some kind of techie worlds, um, but Lord of the Rings is very much like right, you know, sword and sorcery right up the alley of right. magic. So it's not a bridge too far. And they are doing. Ho- Go ahead. I hope they do uh, like bespoke cards that only 
exist in those commander decks because how awesome would that be if one of them was a real game changer and then every every competitive list of the cards used for a tournament contains like you Primaris know like, marines or, yeah the emperor guess, yeah <laughs> like, that, that would be yeah. awesome you have to have the emperor <laughs> yeah and there are cards be. that are staples already you know in the commander scene there's one called soul ring that is just like a mana ramp card that is just a really good well-accepted card and most decks tend to have them um, it would be pretty interesting if you there was it was a staple for going forward, yeah. uh, but the issue would be that oh this this flops or they just stop making them. They had that I didn't tell you about it, but not to go too deep into it. They recently had like a limited edition set, uh, the Time Spiral Remaster is like a booster box. Just you can draft with your friends. It's like a retooled uh, set from years 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 ago, and immediately they sold out, didn't print enough and they're never going to print them again. And a lot of people are obviously upset because it was supposed to be like $150 product. And now they're like 400, you know, dollar boxes and they don't have any plans on reprinting it again. And there's a lot of reprints in it. So that's not that big of a deal. But when they decide just to not necessarily just pull the plug, but it's like, yeah, we are just making a one shot of this, see how it goes. And then it becomes popular or whatever. Then you have a giant, uh, secondary market issue and um, that's well, I think the concern it's difficult because they have two they're kind of playing to two audiences right they're playing right. to the collectors the people who just want a walking dead magic card because that's cool yeah and the people who like yeah like me I just want 40k magic cards because like 40 I, I like 40K they're trying and, to bring new people in which is why right. that this product is literally geared towards people like you is like I don't do magic I'm not but a magic then, guy but then you have the very serious competitive scene that looks at every card as like how does this fit into the meta how does this change how we're going to play the game for years going forward and so it makes it really hard to do these like fun like one-off like oh yeah this is just for like you know for fun right when like these competitive players are looking at it like oh no, this is going to change everything, but there's only 10 of them well, what's, <laughs> like what's fighting super, over them. And, and to it, the exacerbates the issue is that um, Commander is a type of format that allows, with a few exceptions, pretty much any card whenever it's been printed. There's They have banned some cards like that had to be banned, but like you can pick cards from Alpha, Beta, uh, Arabian Nights, you know, uh anything it doesn't matter as you know there's other than that reserved list i believe is what they call it you you the world's your oyster and you only need one of those cards because every card has to be unique in that deck but they make one card that has to be used and it's gillyman or uh or whatever <laughs> and then like everybody has to have that in there to be now it's such a the card pool is so large the amount of splash this would have would be pretty minimal i think commander's probably safest I can imagine, you know, the Frodo card in Lord of the Rings. If that's just this super awesome card, it won't be. But if it was, or the Samwise Gamgee card is just like breaks the game and everybody needs it, you know. So how does that work? Would you buy four commander decks and then add that into your normal formats? Could well, you do some for the thing is. Um, they're probably going to be only for commander. Like they're not going to be standard legal. So you're not going to just like go play, you know, a tournament or whatever, a standard tournament and use commander cards in like a standard game. Like they, there's some segmentation. You, you can't just commander can have pretty much any card with the exception of 
you know, band cards that are on that list. But like Lord of the Rings cards, that's going to be a full on expansion. Now, whether they make that standard legal or not is remain to be seen. We don't know like what their details on that's going to be. But I, that could be in regular rotation. Like this year, they're but doing. The, yeah, are the are the magic like they have commander decks out right now? I think yeah. for like Strixhaven or whatever. Are yes. those cards legal for like standard magic? Um, if it has cards that are already in the other sets, yes. If they if some cards, cards might be only commander. You just have to know whether it's not or not. Like, you can look it up to see what cards are considered. It's probably a mix of both for those commanders. So, really, cards. we're talking about affecting the commander side of the game, not the, the normal. The, for, the 40K, yes. Now, when we talk about Lord of the Rings, they're calling that a full on expansion, which is you can buy a booster box of Lord of the Rings cards. And so that will be everything. Now, they could just be reskins. It could be like, well, all these cards already existed. And it, so, or they'll reprint them again. Um, but if they're going real specific and you can actually have a Gandalf card, then they're going to have to print a Gandalf card, you know, once that sets, I don't know. It's, it's just hard to say the effects is going to have, and people are concerned. And there was a method they could have gone with that would made all this not a non-issue by going silver bordered. The card would have a silver border all the way around it. And it would mean that it is not legal in any particular actual format. It's just for funsies. And they didn't do that. And they uh, refuse to do that. Hmm. Um, but uh, there is supposed to be some sort of universes beyond little like badge on them. And maybe that's a way that they can kind of like contain some of it. But anyway, this uh, we're excited just to be able to play with like 40K cards and Lord of the Rings cards. I, I don't know how it's going to go beyond that. And, you know, if enough people get upset and it causes a lot of trouble, then they'll have to do something or they'll lose money. I mean, I, that's just at the end of the day, you know, people, you know, if it's a, if it fails miserably, which is the other concern is that it's really cool product and it fails miserably because people are upset about it. They don't make it anymore. And then the value yeah. just skyrockets. I don't know. We'll see. Either yeah. way, as soon as there's a pre-order, I'm going to pre-order them just to make sure I can get them. Yeah, hopefully. for sure. And I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. So that's our uh, kind of like our gaming news. I oh, that, what a great segue. So, uh, yeah. So that was, that's, uh, that's that. Talking us about games for a little bit. So uh, I guess we'll talk about this next thing. I guess. Hey, Carl, how many puzzles do you own? Oh, I'm not a puzzle guy. Nope. Interesting. Because um, there's a theory that <laughs> there's a direct correlation between yo-yo guys and puzzle guys. From what source do you uh, get that kind of conclusion? Uh, I don't believe I am beholden to you to, okay. to, to give you my sources. <laughs> so, huh? I bet you have a few puzzles. No puzzles. You just don't want me to laugh. At Ashley you. has I puzzles. Know. I don't do puzzles. <sighs> Speaking of puzzles, riddles, mysteries. Todd McFarlane's Kickstarter spawn action figure. This is more of an update, guys. Uh, we talked about it months and months ago. When oh no, launched. I think it's a puzzle. I think it's a mystery. Is it a puzzle? Because I, I know exactly what's going on here. Okay. Well, I figured out the puzzle. What's uh, the puzzle? So I actually opened the figure. Uh, I got it a while back, but I finally opened it uh, today. Um, I've seen everybody on Instagram, everybody on Twitter, um, opening it up and having their opinions about it. And here's the deal. It's a really great figure for 40 bucks. What they did is they made exactly what they said they were going to make. They made a really cool figure with a lot of accessories with a giant fucking cape that is exactly what they said that they'd make. But it is glued on instead of just snapping off. 
Aha. And that made a lot of people so you upset. agree. You agree. It is a mystery that Todd didn't read everyone's minds and know they would want a removable cape. You agree? <laughs> Maybe I do. Yeah, sure. That's fine. I can agree <laughs> if that's what we're if that's what we're saying. There's a lot of people upset about the fact that that cape uh, really hinders the articulation of that figure because you can really only pose it a little bit. <laughs> you really can, yeah. You can't do much There's, with it. Yeah, and and yeah, it has the 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 torso twist that um, was there from day one. He did make a post after the launch that was a video talking about how he was going to do this rubberized torso that would allow for twisting of yourself and it would. Yeah, you know, it was a really cool idea, but he had to scrap it and said so. But if you didn't watch every single one and you saw the one where he was saying, Hey, we could do this really cool torso, and you didn't watch the video that he said, Hey, we're not doing that. Um, hey, oh, so you agree <laughs> that it is a mystery why he didn't foresee people not watching both videos and understanding. Yeah, yeah he should have known better, guys. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> so I want to say, what was it, 40 bucks? 45 bucks. It wasn't it's, super expensive. It's a it, listen. Let's just cut to the chase. It is fantastic value for 40 bucks. Oh yeah. Does it have as much articulation as like your uh your figure arts or any of these other things? No, but that is not what was advertised. What was advertised as a posable statue of Spawn that's really cool that comes in really cool packaging. That is exactly what we got. If you wanted more, you should not have backed it because it never claimed to be more and i think that's kind of the bottom line sure and i think a lot of people are coming around to that fact a couple things those guys that really need that articulation for you know the toy photography i respect it and if you weren't really sure about it and you peripherally knew about it and you bought it and then you had a glued on cape i get that here's what you can do though those same guys are generally tinkerers and can rip off that cape and then put on a cloth one some people are making some really sweet cloth capes with like wire in it and everything and attaching it to these things, to these uh, figures. And it's incredible. And I think that's the way you need to go. Um, and if you now, if you paid eBay prices, because, you know, once it was done and you paid hundreds of dollars for this $40 figure uh, and then you were bummed that it was glued on, I don't know what to tell you. I think you shouldn't have paid that price, but I also think people shouldn't be selling them for that much. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you on that. But yeah, I, it's a really cool figure for what it is. He's going to do a medieval spawn, I believe. He mentioned on a podcast or two. I think he's still saying he's going to. He's definitely going to do another Kickstarter. Another interesting thing is, and I think we talked about it before, but the amount of time it takes for a Kickstarter to deliver and ship is always really long and generally way longer than how long a lot of people has waited for their items. So actually this was a giant success and a lot of people are upset that it wasn't a giant <laughs> success because in their minds it wasn't. It wasn't a toy pre-order from Walmart. It was, um, and maybe I'm throwing a lot of shade at some people. I don't know. But guys, it was actually a success from Kickstarter product. He had it pretty much ready to go. He delivered what he said he was going to deliver. You had a really long time to buy it, I believe, because it was well over a month. And then you know what? He's probably going to put them back up. He'll make another run of these because he loves making more runs with a different paint job. You can get a gold this and a gold that from the DC Multiverse figures and uh, Spawn repaints out the ass. I mean, it's his baby. He loves Spawn. He's always going to be the only one that makes a Spawn figure. You wrap your head around that. It's not going to be a 
SH Figuarts or a Mayfex spawn. It's just not ever going to happen. He's going to be the only one that makes it. So buckle in and rip off that fucking cape like a grown up and enjoy the shit out of a $40 figure. There you go. Here's your hot take. <laughs> Damn. Well, all right. No, but seriously, like I get it. This shouldn't have been long. It should not have been glued in. I think the original 94 figure, which I own, has a removable cape. So I don't know why they did that. I think it was a factory thing. I think it was a they fucked up. I think he didn't either didn't think about it or maybe it was an integrity problem with the like it wouldn't stand without the cape. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why they did that. I think it was dumb and really the only flack you can give it is that it's glued in and you can't move it. And the yeah. twist, the, the tor- torso twist is not the best. Listen, but I it was that, there. I think daddy Todd did a good job for his first Kickstarter. Yeah. As someone who's in the process of waiting five years for a Kickstarter to complete at this point. Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> like, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I was like, Oh, you poor unfortunate soul. And then realized I backed that too. Uh, and who has had Kickstarters say they're going to give you one thing and then it shows up at your door and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, it was, it was a good job. So, uh, good on Todd. Yeah. You guys, we never really talked about it on the podcast, but there was that one solo board game that had so much go wrong and screwed over. It was the, the golden bell, uh, unbroken, uh, unbroken is the name of the solo game. And Golden Bell is the company that basically was like producing it, but it was some other designers that like worked uh, with Golden Bell. And it was a I giant wish- nightmare. And I feel <laughs> so badly for everybody that backed it. It still went out. I got my copy, but they literally asked everybody to pay them more money to get what they already were promised because they fucked it up. And they were also literally harassing customers and backers and um, this is not the design. This was uh, be careful. Be be careful, Carl. They do like to threaten to sue people. They love life. to litigate, uh, but you know what? They've already been on the court People's show. Court? People's court. I didn't watch the episode. I need to see it. It was like, I, me too. Year. Um, but, man, I would love to do a whole episode about all that. I think man. maybe we should. We'll we'll get all the <laughs> I just, facts. I just don't want to get my I pants just, off. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's fine. You wanted edgy. You wanted it, last episode. You're talking about how you just want two guys talking edgy shit. Here we are, and you're starting to back up and quiver in your <laughs> pants. Yeah, that's true. Fuck them. That's exactly what they're trying to do: is to get people to not talk about it because they're afraid. Right, right. You know what? No one knows my full name. Well, wait. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Well, I don't know. Yeah, so I just say that to say that the Kickstarter uh, for Spawn went really well. Now that I have it in hand. Uh, the nameplate with it, he signed it, and it looks great. He did a great job on the signature. I mean, he put a lot of time and effort into trying to make this thing really cool. The packaging is great. I mean, it looks like a really awesome shoebox, and then you just slide the top off, and you open it up, and it's just laying out there with your little the nameplate and your accessories, and there's foam, and the presentation is awesome. So um, can't believe it was 40 bucks. Carl, uh, I feel like we have time for one more. Sure, yeah. We want to Which talk about one it. do you want it to be? I know there's one on here you've been trying to talk about for a long time. There's a couple things. Um I I'll let you pick. I'm I tend to drive a lot. I want you drive. Surprise me. Mm, okay, well there's two. I I want to talk about Power Rangers Zords. Okay. Or <laughs> Escape the Dark Castle app. Why? Okay. <laughs> um well we're already kind of let's see. 
well, we just did a toy thing, so let's do the Escape the Dark Castle thing. Okay. Um, I do you, do you want to start it or do you want to? I'm the one that brought it up. This is your hot take. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll start it. So, uh, as you guys may or may not know, there's this game, Escape the Dark Castle. Very awesome retro feel, very uh, old school pen and paper sort of game. Um, like a you, choose your own adventure style. Yep. And also I want to mention that we talked about it in our second episode, maybe it's definitely yeah. real early on. Please don't listen to it, but just know that we talked about it before in case you're a longtime listener. Uh, mom. Right. So. But uh, yeah, choose your own adventure card game. Basically you track all your stats with literally with pen and pencil. They are going for an aesthetic, a very old school aesthetic that Carl and I, well, I enjoy Carl, doesn't no, it's it. not true. He's I really man. like it. I think he's a man cool. of science. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, they released a companion app, which is something that they said they wouldn't do. I believe at one point. I don't but then know. It was if a they stretch did. goal at one point. So I don't know. It's kind of like for me, I will never use it. I like the idea of sitting around with pen and pencil and rolling dice and all that stuff. So I got an email recently. I hadn't been paying attention since I backed it. And uh, they did like some more expansions for it uh, a year or two ago. Then they've also released Escape the Dark Sector. I backed that. I have that. I have not played it yet. And I apologize. Anyways, what's interesting is I saw this email saying, hey, um, we got this companion app and it's ready to go and you can download it. And I I just didn't understand why they did it because it seems to go against the spirit of what the game is for. I think maybe everybody's having an app for a game now, I think. And I might be just one of those things where, because you can use it or not, right? I get it. I get why they did it because maybe it did it. And I don't think it has a ton of functionality. I think it's just a way to easily keep track of your life total in a really cool way on your phone. And you can lay it out. Cause I saw they had a picture. They have like a dashboard, like a player dashboard. And it has, a picture of your character, which is like a nice big size, you know, character. And then you have your dice and you have, and then to the side of it, you have like where you would put your phone and instead of your little pad of paper and pencil, and then it's just, you're running the app on it and it looks like the, the artwork, you know, it's consistent with the artwork that's on that dashboard. So it looks sleek and I don't think it does a whole lot, but I just found it really interesting that a company that was all about doing Old school RPG. They didn't even do color, guys. It's not in color. It's all hand-drawn artwork that's got that kind of like 80s. um, Like if you remember like the first Warhammer book that had just kind of like some of the artwork was like sketched out and uh, kind of gritty. Like that's their vibe. It's literally choose your own adventure book. Yeah. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. Steve Jackson style. Like. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then now there's an app that goes along with it, and I just like, what are you, what are you doing? I, is, I can tell you exactly what they're doing. Yeah, all right, go ahead. They're just going for that broader audience. There are some yeah. people, particularly in the comments, I remember in those Kickstarters, whose fingers are so gnarled with arthritis because all they do all day is type nitpicky comments in, in the comment sections of various Kickstarters and websites that they can't. They can't pick up a pencil and write down stats. They need an app. Otherwise, it will completely destroy their enjoyment of a product if they don't have that digital interface to technology. And so like those like 20 very vocal people, they made that for them. <laughs> I guess I forgot that trolls don't have posable thumbs. I think that's what <laughs> <No>. I... <laughs> 
No, I get it. Like, uh, and, you know what? It probably cost them very little to have make, and yeah. and then now they have it for people that need it. What the fuck sort of world do we live in where pen pencil and paper is a it's barrier too much. to entry for a game? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. literally, that's a barrier to entry for someone. Well, you know, D and D is a lot of fun, and that used to be only pen and paper, and it's just you know exploded into I mean everything. And I get it. It's it's also very deep. This is not a deep thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Escape the Dark Castle is pretty casual. You're rolling dice and they're matching symbols that are on the card that you flipped over. And when they match, then you did that damage. And then you have a life total. And if it does, it does. you take a turn, they take a turn. It's super simple. It's a lot of fun because you're reading these descriptions of like choose your own adventure. Like you're trying to escape the castle. So you've. Oh, uh, you turn the the thing, and oh, you found a goblin that's attacking, and then okay, cool. Like you pick who gets to go first, and you roll, and you know you defeat or you get defeated. So it's very simple. I thought it was very interesting that they had an app when it shouldn't. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> so. Whatever. What was the next thing you wanted to talk about? I think we nailed that I'll one. We were doing one more. Was that? Are we doing one more? Or is that the one more? I think that was the one. All more. right. Awesome. Uh, was that the only thing we talked about game wise? I think so. no, we talked about magic. That's it's been a good, good episode. A lot of, a lot of highs on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. We warmed up on the last one and then really got. I think my fever broke, so that's good too. Um, <laughs> well, we got to talk about the yos, which always makes you happy. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, Spotify. I don't know why I said Stitcher first. I think there's way more people on Spotify, um, but they're all good. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Hit us up. We're pretty responsive. You can see my collection and the the, the recent pickups on Instagram. I've been a little slow on it because a lot have been going on in the personal life, but uh, I have a lot of toys to take pictures of and show you. So hit me up. Hit some likes. Smash like buttons everywhere. Subscribe to us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know times are tough right now, particularly in the collecting community. A lot of scalpers, a lot of selfish people making life hard for people who just want to enjoy their hobby. Um, it'll get better, guys. Don't worry. This can't last forever. It's a perfect storm of COVID, bored people who lost their jobs and want to make money one way or the other. Like, it's just a perfect storm. Right. It'll pass, and we'll, we'll, uh, a new day will dawn and we will all get to roll around in our consumer products that define us as people once again. <laughs> so, holes until that heart. time, just take a look at your current collection of games and toys and play with it. <laughs>